Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. I'm so sorry that I'm late with this week's episode. Um, that is completely my fault, but I'm very excited about this one. Um, it is a longer one, um, and I'm going to have a shorter intro because of that, but I guess I'll give you an update on what I've been doing the last week. Um, I went to the iHeartRadio Music Awards, and I saw Tiffany Young, I think. That's my like K-pop sighting for the week. Um, and she won an award, actually, um, Best 29- or 2019's Breakout Artist. Um, she won that award, and then... Um, tonight I'm going to see ATs here in LA. Um, currently don't have a ticket yet, but your girl's going to figure it out probably within an hour of the show happening. So that's okay. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, and I go to Southern Africa tomorrow, um, for a two week trip. So I'm not quite sure what I'll be doing the next two weeks, um, in terms of the episodes, but they'll be good and it'll be awesome. Okay. Um, but this week's episode, um, the reason why I think it's so special is because it's a fellow friend and fellow army of mine. First time having him like, Actually, that's not true. First time having like a legit only army on the on the podcast. Um, it's uh, Josephine at BTS X Army Careers. We talk about why she started that account, which helps to give free advice out to Army, and it also talks about um, she's very good with you know money and finances and things like that. And Chris, um, who was the multi fan that was on our episode three episodes ago, she suggested that we have someone on as all these concerts are happening around the US. Um, she was like, you need to have somebody on to talk about, you know, how to save money in order to see all the groups that you want to see. And also as army, we all know that BTS not only is having a lot of concerts all the time, but also they're churning out so much new content as far as like products that you can buy, like the notes, Meraldo, the webtoons, like there's just so much that's coming out and you you know, have to buy or you, you know, can debate buying. And so um, Josephine talks about how you can kind of discern whether or not you do really need the ancillary stuff as she describes it. So without further ado, let's send it over to the interview. All right, guys, we are back and we are here with my lovely fellow army friend, um, Josephine, I guess I'm co-admin too. Um, yeah. Admin J. Let me say admin J. Hi. Good to hear from you, Emily. Thank you. Wait, do you want me to say Admin J or Josephine? Yeah, yeah, either or. You can just call me Josephine. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so we're here with Josephine. Um, She is the founder and co-admin of BTS Army Careers. It's at BTSX Army Careers on Twitter. Um, And basically, she started this, we'll get into that, but um, she pretty much Mm -hmm. posts and shares job postings. Um each month for army and offers free career advice as well um there is a website for it if you go to the twitter page you can go to that and um maybe inquire if you want some of that career advice but we're happy to have her on um although she is um just army um someone suggested it it was chris who uh was on the podcast three Mm -hmm. episodes ago and uh, she was talking about how she is multi-fandom and one of the things she was telling me is that she's struggling to figure out how to save money for all these groups that are coming in and she's like you should have someone on and talk about like financial stuff and I was like I literally can't think of anyone but I, I was like I can't think of anyone except for Josephine even though she's not like at all multi I was like she created a saving can I say that you created yeah. a account separately for BTS so and yeah. I feel like very very good with money and like financial things so I was like okay we gotta have Josephine on and especially because I know a lot of ARMY might be out of jobs so she just knowing about or just k-pop fans maybe in general just knowing about that her uh you know account exists your account exists makes right right definitely well first thank you for having me on it's such a privilege and an honor uh to be on this podcast and um i would yeah you know what's funny is i'll be honest i'm just an average jane who has with money troubles i'm sure like many other people but it's just about trying to be smart about your money and um, figuring out a way to, uh, you know, uh, budget properly whenever you get that paycheck so that you're not having too much month left over after your bills are paid. 
And it's something that I ran into. The issue I ran into last year was that I was, you know, spending a lot of money with reckless abandon. And (laughs) by the fall, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It was all anything BTS related, like the Billboard uh, special edition magazine cover. Do you remember that? Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, I just hopped on it right immediately. And then the summer package and then the concert tickets. And then when I bought albums, it wasn't just four for the set. I bought over 20, probably close to 30 albums total. Um, and yeah, and I just realized that I can't continue this. It's not tenable. It's, it, you know, I can't do this to my savings account or my checking account because I do have life goals, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So you said that you bought, which is, okay. It's interesting that you, I know people buy albums, especially internationally, obviously to help contribute to billboard. But I'm like, if I am buying 30 albums, I'm trying to get into a fan sign, which I probably wouldn't be able to get into <laughs> even just buying 30 albums, <laughs> right. thousand of them. But, um, so, okay. You said that, and this is kind of like touching on BTS and the question that I will get to, and we can get to it now really. Um, yeah. but when you kind of sat down and you were like, okay, like, I need to chill out. Was it like, let me stop buying multiple albums? Or were you kind of like, I need to be picky about really what I want from, you know, what they're releasing with BT21. Or if it's, if I want to get the summer package or if I just want to get the season greetings, like how did you start to, you know, differentiate like what you really needed quote unquote in your fandom life? I think it was about the, what you said in the latter part about differentiating on what I valued the most okay what it be uh, and that goes into like prioritizing what i think is most valuable for uh, bts and for me as a as an army and um a lot of these products are kind of ancillary that's how i kind of group them and it's a, something that i feel is vital versus something that's more supplemental and albums and concert tickets to me are vital they're right. kind of like my bts savings account centers around the fact that it's going to go towards concerts or albums and or albums um, and everything else is where that's what I kind of use my discretion I make it arbitrary it's if I feel pulled to the product more then I'm definitely going to buy which is like the BT21 stuff um, of course part of it is impulse mm-hmm. at the same time there is utility in them as well uh but like for example, I didn't invest in the webtoons or the notebook, you know, or you know, with all the notes. Sorry, the notes um, that everyone was talking about and the crazy shipping costs associated with it. I didn't bite that bullet this time, and because I was like, oh, it's nice to have, but I'm not into the uh, BU storyline as much. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't have the time for it or the attention span. No, and so that's what—that's how I kind of just differentiate between what I feel my money is going to be more worthwhile spent here or there. Right. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Albums and because, like, in any musical act, it's like albums and concerts. Like that's mm-hmm. that is the essentials that you need. Everything else is kind of like you said, ancillary. And um, yeah, like BT Twenty One is like constantly coming out with new like things that's yes. 21 themed and it's just like oh my god how many like my house is i want someone to get an airbnb of just yeah. 21 stuff they would make so much money off of that because it, it, it really could be an entire like home i would it. bet there's probably already a listing in seoul that is like dedicated yeah. just bt21 or bts yeah. yeah you know what i don't have to look that up um but you did say um you know season's great i, I remember one time we were having a phone call and you're like, all right, got to go. I got to watch the summer package. How do you feel about the summer packages and seasons greetings and musters and that kind of, I mean, I guess every kind of, I guess, K-pop centric act has mm-hmm. a lot of DVDs coming out. How yeah. do you feel about those and like um, kind of managing, like you said, you don't really get into the BU kind of thing, but what, what do you consider more worth your time? The BU or kind of like extra content of their real life? I think the latter content about their real life and also I'll be honest like like you said this k-pop world has these additional products that they produce throughout the year based on season and that's very novel Uh, it's not done I don't think anywhere else in the music industry like say in Europe or North America and to me initially it was really odd the whole concept of it you know 
But then at the same time, you know, I have to give it to YouTube, people who upload it <laughs> illegally or legally. Um, <laughs> when I watch snippets of it, it just yeah. falls within the same uh, per, uh, same spectrum of being entertaining as the run BTS episodes. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like, okay, I really enjoy it. Again, the value, perceived value for me is that it's worthwhile <laughs> and it may not be worthwhile for someone else though and they might completely dive into the bu yeah. the notes versus the summer package or the season's greetings right and i'm thinking about it i didn't think about it till now but i feel like there are some people who would probably prefer to go into that uh the fictional world i guess and rather than like take time to watch their other stuff but um you mentioned the notes too um and one of the things i saw with the notes is at least i haven't looked deeply into what it mm -hmm. will contain but it just essentially is going to be literally all the notes from all the albums that contain notes into yeah. a book, pretty much right and it's just in english translated for that for fans that and, and it seems like it's just another way for them to make money but it's like you mm -hmm. already have all the notes it's just yeah. you, and you can find the translations but it's just another thing to have and i feel like also with you know obviously just everything that's being churned out um yeah monetizing pretty mm -hmm. much yeah yeah and everything it could be very um i guess a, a kind of a turn off but at the same time you know from a business perspective it makes sense because the demand is there that warrants the business to reap the benefits of the you know the demand the attention that's there it would be silly to not to to not capitalize on this um that's from the business side but as an army yeah it hurts you know and at the same time we can't it's not an entitlement they don't really owe us anything and likewise we have agency over our own lives and our wallets and where our dollar goes um so yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, a delicate balance of checking your impulses mm. and remembering to be very pragmatic with your purchases as well. Because I'm sure you're, I mean, being a fangirl or fanboy is already a very emotional investment, very impulsive investment. Yeah. Um, but even within feeling that way you can temper it in a way that you're not going overboard you know and it's hard to it's hard to but yeah like you said you can do it if you like really realize there might be a problem and I think with like I, I wanted to ask you you know with all like I said like with everything being monetized um all the content coming out with the webtoons and just everything coming out I what do you think is there something greater at work um that Big Hit is doing or is it kind of just like they're they're you know, getting as much out of us as they possibly can. Like, it's like, you're going to be, you're going to continue to be emotionally and mentally, uh, you know, attached to us. And you're also going to be financially as well. Is it just that? Or is it like, I'll talk to some fans, they're like, it's never been to this degree, like this much stuff mm -hmm. thrown at us. So like, what yeah. do you think it is? Well, I wouldn't ever, it might be even blasphemy, like blasphemy to say, Bacon and BTS are very capitalistic, you know, or um, they're taking advantage of us or that they're just in it for the money. I don't think that they're disingenuous right? Um, in the content that they create and their sincerity. It's It has to be a juggle. It must be difficult for them to want to, um, what is it, not chip away or undermine or taint in any way the authenticity that they are known for right. um and at the same time you know they do need to make money because it yeah. is a business after all and bts is simply a brand name under the umbrella of big hit entertainment yeah. um and so i think i would i don't know if they have an ulterior motive <laughs> but <laughs> from plain sight yeah. You know, we could look at it from both sides of the coin. Um, as I said before, from a business standpoint, it makes total sense. Um, from the consumer side, it sucks. And we might feel like we're being taken advantage of. But that's when we need to really look at ourselves and take ownership of our decisions and be more proactive. And the impulsivity um, at the moment decision-making that we do engage in. 
Right, right. No, that's true. Um, that's definitely. I I normally don't buy like I I like I didn't buy the notes. I didn't feel the need to. I, sometimes I don't even feel the. I mean, you gave me my only "Love Yourself" answer album. Uh-huh. Like I'm damning myself by saying that. <laughs> I have bought I bought no. it here, but like I think every album that I own, yeah, like, for one has been like given to me. So okay. I. I buy everything through iTunes. I do buy everything through iTunes. So I'm, yeah. I'm paying something. I'm not pirating their music. But um, so since we, this has been, I mean, I guess it is like I, I interview different fans of different fandoms. Um, so this is a very BTS centric uh, podcast. But um, just if you, I, like I said, I know you're, you don't stand other groups, but mm-hmm. um, if you happen to stand other groups, mm-hmm. if you have any advice for a fan that's like questioning seeing you know, BTS twice, you know, in May, or would rather see like uh, SF9 like five days beforehand? What would your epic high like? What would you suggest to them and how they should prioritize their time? Basically, just like how bad they want it kind of thing, or what what would you think about? Uh, doing oh, that? goodness. I don't want to be the person who spouts off the should do, should not do type of uh, things. It's not my place, really. Um, everyone, when everyone has, you know, their own lives and Mm-hmm. their independent decision-making ability right. um they i would say if it were me if it were me mm-hmm. hypothetically mm-hmm. uh scanning say five different groups and they all happen to have activity going on simultaneously um and at the same time i needed it to be budget friendly right. or budget-minded mm-hmm. it would have to well, first, the resources necessary is a pen and paper so you can jot down right. <laughs> what's most important to you. Right. So is seeing them in, per- in person the highest priority or is having uh, some kind of material good, you know, that's representative of this this group or artist that you like, right. uh, another priority. And I'm going to say in this hypothetical situation that I like everything every group equally the same, then I'm kind of a pragmatist. I wouldn't say that if I were in a situation, I wouldn't go see BTS in person and not go see the other groups. Right. Okay. I would probably treat them all equally. Okay. Okay. So like I would just get all their albums or Mm -hmm. I would get, yeah, get all their summer packages or season Mm -hmm. greetings and stuff like that. I see. So, um, and, and one of the things I was thinking about as you were, you were answering that and in terms of how BTS has worked out and just viewing that, but I know a lot of people, like, we both wanted, I think everybody and their mom, all 70,000 people <laughs> trying for tickets were thinking, I want soundcheck and that's that, like, kind of thing, you know? And, um, and you know, I want soundcheck both days. And when I think of, like, ARMY, like, we've talked about this a little bit, touched on it <laughs> slightly, but, like, ARMY that are in India that haven't seen bts at all yes is it selfish for a fan <laughs> in la because i still hear it sometimes they're like the mm-hmm. i'm like they're i mean comparatively they are here way they're like it's like the second place to korea they're always they're they're nowhere else except for i mean actually japan sorry yeah uh, yeah it's like japan and then there's like la probably after right. shortly after and so um is it selfish for you know fans that are here in the u.s specifically la to want to see bts twice when maybe there's a new fan that's trying to get tickets and can't get it because like at least ten thousand of those fans are like nah, i want i want two days you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. should we think about each other in those kind of situations and maybe like one day be like all right we don't i don't need a sound check because you know i've seen them up close in ga before or is it just like no it's kind of like a free-for-all like do what you want I definitely don't want to condone policing people's behavior. Um, And I totally understand. What's interesting is I was thinking about what the question you just posed, like Mm -hmm. how um, I thought about the uh, West Asian armies and the Southeast Asian armies, how they didn't get a chance to see BTS as frequently in the past couple of years. Well, West Asian armies haven't even had that opportunity Mm -hmm. yet. And even Eastern European army, you know, they don't really get a chance to see BTS in their region. They probably have to go to Western or Central Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it depends on your personality. So I was very greedy. I told you I wanted floor seats at the very least. I'm not settling, right? And when I didn't get any floor seats, 
I didn't even settle for the seats in the what do you call it on the side. Yeah, <laughs> I call them no, I'll right. call them nosebleeds just for the right. sake of. Um, and you know, I was very emotionally worked up for about 24 hours, but that thought is what helped me accept the fact that there are so many armies who have not and may may never have the chances to be TSM person. And I got to see them twice already at Staples Center, you know, last September. And that, although, you know, it's kind of odd to think of it as a zero-sum game. It is and it isn't. Meaning just because you go twice doesn't mean you're taking an opportunity away from someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, because in that two opportunities where you were able to get tickets, they came to you and not to that other person, even though you and she or he may have been equally buying for those tickets. Hmm. So if you consider in that way, one person is not necessarily more greedy than the other or more selfish. We are all equally selfish. It just happens to be the luck of the draw that, you know, where someone else gets a short end of the stick. Hmm. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I never thought about it like that. And I guess kind of piggybacking off of that, someone who tried for tickets last year didn't get them, but <laughs> by the grace and uh, kindness of Josephine, she gave me a ticket um, uh, the third day um, to oh. see in GA, which I am forever grateful for because I was like, I guess I might have to break the bank on this one because I, yeah. I wanted GA really bad. Like, again, I was also like, I'm not settling. I want GA, but... Mm -hmm. She gave it. To, I was like, "Wow, I didn't even have to break the bank." And then I get, you know, it was great. So I wanted to give it to you, and I, but I really feel and felt that you deserved it. Oh. And yeah, I wouldn't have given it to anyone else. So yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah. I and I quite enjoyed it. Um, we should probably have an episode on just like GA and how that's like, but that's for oh, yeah. another, another time. Um, so back to concerts and what I sent you. I was going to ask you. Um. Mm -hmm. We talked about you talked about how you you realized that like albums and concerts are the vital things that you need um, to enjoy really like get the full yeah. not get the full experience but like that's what you need as a fan it's a necessity um, mm -hmm. when you're even if you don't have the money to really afford that and and you're trying to figure out how to afford that what are some things you would suggest even just cutting back on spending even in regular day life. Um, mm -hmm can help you save up for those concerts or albums? Oh, I mean, uh, I could tell you what I do, and then I'll give you a more high-level, uh, what is it, explanation, because there are a lot of people who don't have anything to cut back on because they're already cut back on as far as they can. Right. Um, I am more in a more fortunate situation where I can have more wiggle room. So things I cut back on are dining out as frequently as I want to, and also impulsive buys on like Amazon and online shopping. Um, okay. you know, both of which I used to indulge in tremendously. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but once upon a time, I was a Yelp Elite uh, member for several years. And I used to host these big unofficial Yelp events. And so I was dining out like at least five nights out of the week all over LA, trying new restaurants, being invited to new eateries. And I was just spending, spending, spending. Um, I think when time rolls along and you start having larger life goals, like either paying off a car, buying a house, and maybe some of you want to start a family or such, um, then it, you start, it's a lot easier to control your spending. And that's what I started to do. I think it was about, well, it's been several years, actually. I budget very clearly for with my groceries. I have a set system already in place of like a set menu for two weeks. Wow. Um, and I allow myself like X amount of dollars to dine out, you know, within a pay period. And as for my Amazon purchases, I only buy necessities. I don't buy trinkets anymore. You know, you know how Amazon can get you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so that's, first of all, you budget, I mean, you, you plan out your meals for two weeks. Yeah. That's, I, pro like, so that means you're cooking every night or you're like eating snacks every day. Uh, combination of both. I'm not really cooking every night. Um, I'll give you an example. So um, when you go to Pavilions, that's the supermarket here in, uh, I think, pretty popular in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. There is a pre-packaged salad 
uh, for $3.99. It's organic uh, by, or, you know, O365. Mm -hmm. And they're only $4. So I figured if I buy eight of them, that's only $32, right, without taxes. So that's two weeks of lunches. And throw in some avocados and <laughs> get a carton of eggs. So, like, let's say my grocery expenditure is going to be, like, 75 to $100 for two weeks. I will buy groceries um, that are very inexpensive, I guess you could say. And, of course, cook myself some pasta. So there, there's, there are workarounds to saving money on the food budget, for sure. I stick to, I, you know, what's funny is I use my BT21 weekly planner uh -huh. <laughs> and that's where I have my budget scheduled on the flip side of the, uh, the actual calendar. There's a note section. Okay. It corresponds to each week. If you look at it, um, I guess those who have the planner know what I'm talking about. Right. So that's where I have breakdown of all my expenses, money that goes out and, I just make sure to schedule the th things on time and um, don't, I don't spend money until all my bills are paid. And even before my bills are paid, though, the number one thing everyone should do, um, this is the only time I want to police people's behavior, um, is to pay yourself first when you get your paycheck. And by that, I mean, you have to siphon money. I don't care how much. It could be as little as $1 if that's all you can spare right. um, into a savings account or a retirement savings account. And then you take care of the bills. And then once the bills are cleared, then you can, you know, whatever's left over is for your food and uh, what is the household necessities and such. Okay. So for people like, and we all know savings accounts, like they're meant to obviously accrue money over time yeah. um, and it gathers interest. So you can, it's like you're benefiting yourself by putting more money in there. Um, but there is a tendency that I've had sometimes in myself where if I don't have enough money in my checking account, I'm like, mm, I'll pull from my savings account. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to do it this one time. And yeah. then it turns into five and then 10. And then it just becomes like a a weekly thing to pull from your savings account yeah to the point where you're not doing that all the time <laughs> you just have to I yourself. can empathize hey that happens you know and it means that there's something wrong in your financial planning something there's something wrong in your budgetary planning that's making you dip into your savings and so you need to go back to the drawing board and write out all the all your expenses and calibrate the numbers again so, um, yeah, you might actually need to reduce the amount you're actually saving, you know, okay. so that you are not dipping into your savings, even though accounting wise, that might break even, you know what I mean? Like putting extra and then taking it out. But the psychological effect of it is very different. Um, right. Because if you put less in savings, but know that it's untouched, it has a uh, different outcome, I think. Right. And also look at your bills. Um, you might need to recalibrate how much you're paying. Pay minimum amount for, you know, your really big bills and for the, uh, let's say, credit cards that have smaller balances. You want you can pay those off a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you've heard about this guy named like Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have heard of him. He's like a financial, a personal finance guru type of guy. Uh -huh. I follow his steps and um, and I think it's very practical and useful. Um, it's something that uh, BTS Army could check out if they're interested in personal finance and they are tired of being broke <laughs> at right. the end of, not even at the end of their month. They have a lot more months left after their paycheck is gone. Yeah. Dave Ramsey. Okay. He's a personal finance guru. Yeah. You can find him on YouTube. Okay. Okay. I will definitely look him up and Ar Ar army and whoever else is listening, make sure to look him up if you're having trouble uh, with buying or just saving money in general. Uh, yeah. But more importantly, obviously not more importantly, but for the purpose of this podcast, saving money in order to see your favorite groups or buy their albums. And to segue back to that or get back on mm -hmm. top, that um one of the things someone else you know talked about and i guess it may kind of make sense but um 
as far as when they come, you know, your group comes to the U.S., it's not as much as they're in Korea, so you don't see them clearly as much, even though, you know, someone in India might never see them. You're like, I want to see them as many times as I possibly can. So yeah. you go to different cities um, as well. Um, yeah. Some people go to different cities, not for the fact that they see them again, but they won't go to L.A. because they know that everyone's going to be trying to get a ticket in L.A., so they'll go to Dallas or something like that. Yeah. Um, do you, when you're, I know you're going to Chicago mm-hmm. um, for the Speak Yourself tour. Um, do you always like, what was your ch- reasoning for choosing Chicago? Um, and do you choose, did you choose to travel, um, because you got a chance, you would get a chance to go somewhere else or was it kind of a, more of a different decision rather than just like, Oh, I get to travel and see BTS too. Yeah. I, I think it's that, that latter ans- answer, which is I get to travel and see BTS too. Uh, but this time, uh, it's kind of kind of an exception. By default, I want to see them here in Los Angeles just for logistical reasons and um, for economic reasons too. It was just easier. That's my you know LA is where I live, right. and why would I spend more money to go see them somewhere else when they're here in my hometown? As for Chicago, you know, I already promised one of our uh, co-admins that I go with her to Chicago and that I was vying for tickets to Chicago as a backup if I weren't going to get it, you know, get tickets to L.A. Mm-hmm. And and then New Jersey would have been the third option. Um, and that's it just happens to be that I didn't get tickets to any of them. And you get so, tickets to one of them and you're going to have sound check. I feel it. Yeah, I, well, who knows? I don't need soundtrack, to be frankly. I just, uh, to be frank, I just want to sit on the floor seat. <laughs> um, as you're ciphering through different ticketing websites now, StubHub, SeatGeek, Vivid Seats, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, do you, are you picking up any ways or have you picked up on any ways on, you know, making sure that you don't get scammed for tickets when you go to see them in LA or, or Chicago? Yeah, I mean, if they're physical tickets, I think it's a lot. It's a lot easier to get scammed, and I think the one way you can reduce the risk of being scammed is by arranging some kind of phone call. I I would prefer a video conference, or yeah. um, let's see, and also maybe, yeah, I, you know, just seeing the physical tickets itself is not enough, but meet them in person in a public area like a coffee shop if they happen to be local. And so that you can verify the ticket, you can get a sense of the person the seller is. Mm-hmm. But honestly, maybe just video conference is the best way to go about it. But, you know, at the same time, if you're buying from these portals and there's no way to do due diligence, um, now I think about it. Yeah, there's no way to vet the resellers. Um, so you're getting your ticket scanned to go in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, a, it's a crapshoot, unfortunately. Um, but I feel like for the most, I mean, StubHub apparently is pretty, pretty good about knowing if tickets are verified or not. They probably, I've never sold a ticket on StubHub, but I'm sure they, they ask for, if especially if it's digital, they probably ask for some sort of proof where they can scan it. And yeah. I don't know quite how it works, but um, no, these were all really good tips, um, you know, and buying tickets and saving money in order to buy your the tickets. And one other way to save money or, you know, to make money is to, have a job in order to buy these things, right? And so that's when I want to get into you, um, into your, you know, endeavor as a BTS Army ex Army career. So BTS Army careers, um, as a fan base, um, you know, you say that first of all, <laughs> you said that on like the bio, you were like, oh, this is a small way of helping Army. I'm like, honestly, I I feel like if your page, like your page, with even the amount of followers it has now, it's helping people so much more than like. There's oh, thank some, you. Like, I don't have, like, a job, like, and you're offering some advice on how to get a job, and, you know, maybe it's, you know, in any, any way, shape, or form, um, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, you know, why did you see the need to start this fan base? I'm going to have a very disappointing answer for you. Um, I just really wanted to start a fan base, <laughs> and <laughs> using the talents that I have, what I do in yeah. real life on the side, and... It, it felt like every niche was already filled in the fandom. And I was like, what niche has not yet been filled? Mm. And boom, I saw the opportunity and I started the fan base. Um, but also, yeah, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of helping people and seeing that they get the results that they were hoping for. 
Um, and even recently, not long ago, one of our army came back to me to thank me because I helped her write her personal statement for grad school and she got accepted. Um, I won't shout her out or anything, but, you know, just when they come back to me and tell me, you know, I got the job or I got into grad school, it feels really good. And I hope that armies appreciate it because this is actually my side business. My students outside of Twitter, Stan Twitter, pay me hourly for this stuff. Um, so I'm giving this uh, help out for free only because you happen to be BTS Army. And I hope that people, you know, don't take it too lightly and take advantage of it when they can. Right. Okay. Basically, what you're saying is like you value Army so much that you're willing to give them a free service completely that other people. <laughs> so this also means, though, if you're if your students happen to listen to this, they're like, oh, crap, like we can let me. Right. Oh, yeah. Stan, can I have help, please? No, I wouldn't do that. I'm gonna the, the, I do differentiate the service because oh. I, I become very highly detailed in my one on one coaching when I okay. when I coach on the side. Uh, I'm not going to do as in depth work with people who come out to me for uh, reach out to me for help on the fan base okay. uh, i give enough so that people can run with it and actually achieve things mm. um yeah there's a lot more tlc with one-on-one coaching okay okay no that makes sense and that yeah. means that's okay so there is a tier toward uh yeah if you want to if you want to pay her you can, <laughs> you can but you yeah. can also get it for free um but yeah. for less uh specialization so um what common career so like, you you help someone get into grad school mm-hmm. um that's kind of like helping with the, i guess it's career it's career um yeah you're towards school what common career advice um questions do you receive from army um God, it runs a gamut, but I think oftentimes people are worried the most about cover letters. I get a lot of requests to help them write cover letters, and I think it's because they're lame as hell. Um, I don't like cover letters uh-huh. myself, uh-huh. and when I, you know, considering I'm a hiring manager, I don't like reading cover letters, especially bad ones. Okay. And so pay attention yeah. to cover letters. You know, I read the first usually first two sentences and if it doesn't grab me I'm like next thank okay. you next I hate you okay okay I try to mix different Is industries I think the media ones were my uh the way that I was expressing discontent at the way media like had written about BTS in some way mm-hmm. so I I think I said it in my tweet I want BTS Army to fill the rank and file of these organizations. So I went searching for all these jobs that I felt like, okay, knowing the demographic of BTS Army, you know, what seemed like good, what seemed like good jobs to be an entryway into these industries, you know, to get a foot in there. And that's how I curated those jobs and posted them. Uh, But I try to put in a mix of industries. uh, I think even, yeah. I try to, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. It's kind of arbitrary. The only two criteria I have for curating job postings is that it's pretty fresh, that the job advertisement is fresh, maybe like no more than two weeks old. And number two is, uh, what is it? Making sure that the company is reputable and or well-reviewed by their employees. And I don't want to post jobs for crappy companies. Right. That's what it comes down to. Right. And so I do actually do research the companies before I decide to post the job ad. So what's yeah. very admirable about this is that like, like you, you said, like your reasoning was like, oh, well, I wanted a fan base, but it's like, you're really going through the necessary steps to make sure that the people that are coming to this page are yeah. getting what the page is supposed to, what they're supposed to get out of it, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's admirable because a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, I want to have a fan base so I can like say I have a fan base and have like some sort of authority and like don't really do what they yeah. say yeah. they're going to do with it. Um, So I think it's really cool that you're really taking the time to make sure that Army are, you know, getting the best career advice that they can for free and, you know, while still doing what you wanted to do, which was initially have a fan base. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, and you grew that super quick. I've had many army actually reach out to me for a college counseling. <laughs> and I've had some armies ask me about helping them find jobs, you know, which is not something that the fan base does. I'm so sorry, but because I do have a day job, I can't invest it in helping individuals, you know, find jobs. Uh, but what I can do is give you tips and insight on how a hiring manager thinks and how you know, organization works, what what the decorum is in the professional setting, whether it's a very stiff corporate culture or very relaxed tech startup or any kind of startup culture, uh, so that armies can navigate these settings, not looking like a fool and rather coming off very, coming off with a lot of finesse and gravitas. And it's partly, I guess you could say, I have a lot of um, I want them to be well perceived being BTS army. Mm. You know, we're not just a horde of crazy fangirls, you know, 12 years old or something like that. I'm like, I'm like triple that age. Right. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And, and so, um, had a total, um, you're like, Oh, <laughs> shit, my crisis moment. Um, <laughs> um, but in anyways, going back to the question of where they, what they're aiming for you know I have to say I can't say for sure that they even know what they want to do they might say I'm looking for some kind of roadmap or direction on how to become an accountant but that's not where their passion lies so um, what I do tell people is I can give you what the general steps are but by no means is this the path there are literally a million different ways to go uh, and achieve your end destination or your end goal. And um, yeah, I think that's hopefully people take that morsel of truth that you can really switch careers and pivot however and whichever way you want. It doesn't matter if you have a liberal arts background and you want to pursue the hard sciences later on or vice versa. Um, yeah, they, it's very open-ended. Army is so diverse. Yeah. They don't have a single industry or job that they want. Okay. It really runs a gamut. You talked about how you want, you know, Army to go into the workplace and, you know, be professional and, you know, can, you know, make sure that they navigate it in any way that they possibly can. Um, and one of the things that I feel like uh, just as fan, as a fan girl, fan boy, you know, comes off it comes off as kind of like a crazed um very sexually driven like immature person um and that's clearly not the case um for a lot of people um and so how would you recommend to someone who is maybe not even army if whatever fandom they're a part of um they're a part of a k-pop if they're a part of a k-pop fandom or even they're an oriented or whatever but the focus is k-pop here um yeah. how would you suggest that they go into the workplace you know, if they answer, if someone, and, and I guess there's no really right or wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. stigma against, you know, being a fan and fangirl or whatever it is. Um, how would you recommend not selling yourself as that? Well, maybe some people do want to sell themselves as that. And I think that's perfectly fine. Um, you know, if they had the bravado to pull it off, then good for them. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have the chutzpah to mm-hmm. wear my you know, BTS or BT21 gear, like decked out head to toe to right. the office. Um, <laughs> so again, I think it comes down to knowing your work environment, the work culture. Do you work in a conservative office such that such behavior of coming across as this crazed BTS or I don't know, VIX or whatever other group, you know, fanatic you are, yeah. um, is okay or not so you want to just gauge and be observant of that you know depending on your workplace i don't for that reason i work in a very conservative corporate setting if i were in a tech startup um or another startup or where the business casual or where the dress code is a lot more business casual and as such the environment is more casual then you know by all means where your PT21 headband and yeah and such uh, it, in terms of carrying yourself 
I God, I wish I was. I had my co-admin, admin B, on here because she talked about how she is finally coming out and telling her colleagues that she's a huge BTS fan, and、um, for a long time she couldn't admit or tell people about it. And yeah, and you know she's actually one or two years older than I am, and so I can understand that we're working in an office where that kind of behavior wouldn't be expected of. More mature, I, I hate that word mature.、Um, more senior employees. Yeah. <laughs> right.、Uh, yeah. So. No, that makes sense. It, like, it just you have to have some sort of tact or, I guess, awareness of what setting you're in and if it's okay、mm-hmm. and what's not.、Um, the last thing I just thought of it as you were talking, and when people are applying to jobs nowadays in social media, definitely, clearly, is a part of everything. Almost everything.、Um, people look at you know your social media to see how you are.、Um, a lot of people choose not to have their names in their fan accounts for that very reason. I'm sure because there's some things you might like and you don't want it to be found. But sometimes it's and some people do.、Um, it, where do you see there's a line between like having a fan? I mean, I guess everyone can have like a ghost account, so it doesn't really matter because、um, mm-hmm. you can always hide your name. But、um, would you ever in a Corporate setting, would you go? Because some of my coworkers know I have a fan account.、Um, yeah. Would you go as far to telling someone you have a fan account? Yes, you would. Okay. It's not so much the fact that you have an account or that you're on social media. It's the content of your、yeah. postings. Yeah. Okay. So if you're careful about that, then you really have nothing to worry about. Okay. So if you can, okay, that makes sense. Because it's just, just there's just some things that even in you know in obviously a lot and as being an army they're funny but they're、mm-hmm. probably a little raunchier, <laughs> a little just too much that like it like you know how people can get and so you're just kind of I'm sure if someone who didn't know and、yeah. wasn't involved would be like ooh what is going on here you know yeah yeah. Again, I would say it's up to the person's own discretion, and、yeah. everyone might have a different threshold on what's considered decent or like indecent material to post.、Um, so, if you are okay with the risk、yeah. of possibly being exposed, and you have very raunchy or provocative posts,、mm-hmm. or maybe even very polemic,、um, my other fan account is very polemic because I just <laughs> let my mind run free,、uh-huh. and. But I'm okay with the risk. If people find it, it's not necessarily. I don't. It's not violent. It's not graphic. It's not obscene.、Mm-hmm. So it's just very opinionated, I and I think that's fine. And again, comes down to how much risk are you willing to take on or assume, or or how much risk are you comfortable assuming. So, yeah, it's up to you. Okay, that makes sense. That makes complete sense, and、uh, yeah, that was something that I kind of went back and forth, and I was like,、mm, "How did you feel about it?" Um, well, I think it was more so like in in terms of um, and and being quote unquote a fan base. I also when I someone called me a fan base the first time, I was like, "What am I? What?" <laughs> I didn't like know what it meant, and I was also like. I promise, I, but then I realized over time I was like, oh, like this is what it means to be a fan base. Like you're not, you're. I used to retweet everything that I saw in my timeline that I thought was funny, and then I realized like I'm not supposed to do that. Like a <laughs> fan base, you're supposed to have some sort of role. And,、yeah. and so, um, so I do. I actually, I don't. I have like my personal account, like that, like isn't necessarily like me spouting my ideas and thoughts. And then I have my BTS like fan base account, and then I have. Honestly, I have like a ghost account、mm-hmm. that I go on that, and like no one follows me. I follow like a hundred people, but I I go in there, and that's honestly I spend more time on that than I do my other ones because the other ones I feel like I have to like be you know behave right in a certain way. And I'm not saying I never I'm rarely like responding on my ghost account, but it's more so like I can like whatever I want to like without being、mm-hmm. like so and so saw that you like that. Um, so I I'd say like. Um, when people are, some people in like the workplace, or, like the Dodgers, for example, will be like, "Oh yeah,、and、you know Emily has a fan account." And whenever I hear that, I'm like, "Oh, you think it's one thing, but I promise it's not what you think." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. So I guess we have another、um, myth to debunk that fan accounts look or yeah look a certain way,、mm-hmm. but they don't.、Um, but like you, I totally understand. I have a fan account as well.、Um, I learned. 
soon after I open my fan base that I can't <laughs> think as freely as I like. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, you know, ultimately, though, it's like maybe hopefully we'll get to a point where that's okay. Yeah. Where people can live and let live and things roll off your back. They don't get their panties in a wad. Yeah. And I get the crowbar out their ass. But, um, <laughs> to speak plainly, see, these are the type of things I wouldn't post on my fan base, but yes. I would on my fan account. Uh huh. Um, the crowbar out of their ass. Thank you, Emily, for this call. Uh, let's have yeah. lunch or dinner one of these days and catch up over drinks. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to add a closing comment, which is that I don't want BTS fans and ARMY out there to feel like they're less of a fan or ARMY just because they can't afford or decide not to buy certain things that BTS or Big Hit releases. You know, you're not obligatory to prove your passion for BTS in that way. And I know not everybody has the means to, and it's not fair to hold other people to a certain standard to expend X amount of dollars. Um, there's no threshold to be a BTS fan. If you love them, that's all you need to qualify as a fan. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, I guess another thing I just thought about it as you were talking is like um, a lot of people, you know, dedicate like streaming time or, you know, radio yeah. requesting and that kind of thing. And I feel like that's also a way that sometimes being measured as a it's a way to measure yourself as a fan um and I feel like that also doesn't necessarily make you a fan or more of a fan than someone else either although you are dedicating more time literally to mm-hmm. you know that um you know that doesn't mean you love them any less you might just have another way of showing it right and also for the people who are posting that I know that their intentions are not bad either so it yeah. goes both ways it's about just cutting each other's slack when you know we have that knee-jerk reaction to go and critique somebody or say something that may you know offend them or insult them in some way and make them feel less of a person or less of a fan because of it you are right i yeah. agree um thank you again for coming on and uh for anyone um uh, make sure to if you want you can go follow uh admin j slash josephine um at BTS X Army Careers on Twitter. Um, you can hit her up for some advice or even just let other people know that there's an outlet or, you know, a medium, what's the word, a resource within the fandom for you guys to, you know, learn more about how to further your career and, you know, maybe get some financial advice as well. Um, and you can at me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, we will see you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.